Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Mother Mycelium, what an amazing episode. We are back at the AfterBuzz TV after show for Motherland Fort Salem, and we're talking episode <laughs> 7, Mother Mycelium. And uh, I am your host, Kevin Allen. I'm going to break down what is an amazing episode, and I'm going to do it with an amazing crew. And that consists of Brian Santos. Hello. So excited to be here. I'm already number one Abigail Stan. Can't wait to talk all about mm-hmm. this. <laughs> Story Weaver. Hey, guys. You know, the Abigail Stan is in the building. And I'm loving my girl even more with each, with each episode. So let's get into it. Gunner Texera. You know I love my witches, and you know I've become more and more of an Abigail fan every week, and I can't wait to break this episode down with our very special guest. That's right. We have a very special guest, the newest comer to Fort Salem, mm-hmm. and I mean both the fort and the show, Tony Giroux. What's up, guys? It's good to be here. Uh, it's so great to have you, man. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, great. Like I said, we're going to break down what I thought was an amazing episode. We're going to talk about the Bellwether unit, the renegades on the base. Scylla, the guilty enemy, a spy, and uh, General Alder, the boss witch, who was taken down by a little girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little man. sister representing, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So, guys, uh, I, like I keep saying, this episode had a lot to it, and it, I'm just really eager to dive in, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Woo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll go. Um, already said it, Adigail, absolutely loved it. In this Oh my gosh, in this one episode of just the connection between the two of them, I already felt it so much and I absolutely loved it. I love how he, like Adil just like dropped Abigail's walls. Like literally she has been so sheltered and so like bellwetherqueen.com, you know, for so long and literally like <laughs> meeting him, like, you know, the little touch of the finger with the magical like second realm. I was already here mm-hmm. for it. So, so, so good. I know we're going to like dive really deep into that. So I can't wait to talk about that. But really just like you mentioned, Kevin, such an amazing episode. I loved it so much. And I got to give it to um, Scylla and Rael for that amazing epic scene. So heartfelt. So, so riveting. And a lot of emotions. All right. Gunner. What can I say? Abigail wins me over episode after episode since the Bellwether wedding. I thought this is the first time we really see her the emotional and the change she's felt since the bellwether wedding and watching her become emotional and openly expressive with Adele with the dill and watching her be so comforting and caring to her um, unit mates was just absolutely incredible so i'm so excited to talk about that and alder getting her butt kicked by a little little princess from yeah. the far where is she from again actually i don't remember oh my gosh where is she from oh my gosh i forgot alder no, no, no uh, you and your sister. You and your oh, we're daughter. from uh, Taran Basin. Taran, mm-hmm. That's what it was. Which yeah. is like northwestern like, China. Oh, yeah, I was okay. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, where are they from? I forgot. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Oh, they, or the Taran sect. They, they call them the Taran sect. sect. That's what it was, Taran sect. 
honestly, Gunnar, between the kind of like teleporting abilities that some people have shown, the geography is a little lost on me as well. I don't <laughs> think you have that anymore. I don't think you actually have geography, yeah, actually. It's like it's just one world now. Uh, Tori, <laughs> you have been the Abigail fan from the beginning. So what do you think of her now? And what do you think of her new boo? I love I'm her listening. even more. I'm listening. Ah! Be careful what you say. Okay. Uh, okay. I love Abigail. I've loved her from the beginning. I'm loving this new side. I love how she's like trying to open up. I see how she's like fighting against her walls because like even when she was with Adele, like you can kind of see the old Abigail creeping back in and stuff like that. But I like how she's trying to be open. Now, if this becomes a distraction, I'm not going to like it. But for this episode, it was cute. And then also, I think I'm going to say something completely unexpected of me, but I have like one ounce, not even an ounce, smaller than an ounce, of compassion, maybe, for Scylla. Like, this <laughs> it's been much. Sad. It's been sad. I like, knew this was coming. Like, this much. But honestly, not a lot. Like, not enough <laughs> to really make a dent, but I understood. Like, I received it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I acknowledge it, but it doesn't change my opinion about her. We'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we know we're gonna get into all of it. I promise you. But first, uh, Tony, from my understanding, that the cast got to watch the first six episodes, so this is the first one that wasn't really screened for you guys. Have you had a chance to see the episode? Oh, well, actually, because of the COVID, like we haven't really been. You know, there was no screening, oh, yeah. and like the big screening ah. uh, in Texas got canceled, uh, and so everybody's kind of just in touch over like social media. Mm -hmm. But it's really cool to just to see how we all came together on screen and we're just supporting each other uh, through this time. And like, and it's really cool to see us. Yeah. To just see it on screen. I love that. Like we can feel the familial bond you all have uh, through the television screen. But mm. have you, have you seen the episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen all the, uh, okay. all the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Uh, just as a viewer, if you can separate yourself, how did you find this episode? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's a lot happening and it's like all the pieces are starting to come together and it's uh, it's really exciting and I agree with like Tori too it's cool to see like all the characters develop and like see them being tested in so many different ways you know Abigail with like something that like a real romance and yet uh, then they're about to go into city drop you know Rael her love's coming back into her life so it's really exciting and same for uh, Tally uh, so I think all the characters are getting shot and Alder, Alder as well you know, with the with the appearance of Kalita. So it's like a lot of stuff is happening and I find all the characters are getting put to the test and it's really exciting to watch. Oh, I found the most excitement with our, our Bellwether unit. Like when they came walking back on the base, everyone's all whispers at them. They're rocking the open shirt look. <laughs> uh, just like they're, they're not like dressed perfectly in uniform. They've got this strut about them. They, mm -hmm. they know they're hot stuff but they know that they're also breaking all the rules. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I call them the renegades on campus. Um, so, yeah, guys. I agree. Uh, <laughs> um, they, they come in, and with the first, uh, the first class, I guess we'll, we call it, training session that we get to see them in, with a new colonel taking charge who does not mess around at Love all. her. She's so fun. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> fun? She's fun? She's like, what pack? Ryan, like, what is your definition of fun? <laughs> Hello. Right. Fun, right? I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you, but that's just not the word I would use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Me but, uh, so they get right to training, and this is Rael's specialty, fixing. And we've seen her do it before. We know she's a natural talent at it. Uh, but then when provoked and her, her methods are being challenged, she kind of lets loose on everyone and really mm-hmm. shows off. Like, it's not that she was actively trying to show off, but it, it can't be unnoticed at this point. Yeah. Definitely. So what did you think of that sequence when, like, everyone was put to sleep? That was, I actually like that so much because, you know, Rael's just been, like, she's not been so meek. She definitely has been strong, but she hasn't really shown what she can truly do in magic, you know? So I feel like with that, like, she has so much potential. And I think we covered this before in the show that we think that she has this potential that she doesn't even know about. And obviously she doesn't. She doesn't know that she has these amazing powers that she can use, um, you know, for her work. So that was amazing to see. And especially that girl tried to come for her. She like stepped up to her and she's like this, that, or the other. And, and Rael's just like, no, ma'am, thank you, next. And she just put them all to sleep. Um, and it was amazing to see. I love that. And yeah, that, you know, the colonel, she was a little fun, you know, and she had to just go like this. And that girl was, you know, gasping for air. But um... <laughs> I'll give you that. I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed when like all the kids are passed out and she just walks up like, oh yeah, no, I've seen that before. Yeah, and she's so kind fun. of she's like, oh. like has a genuine, like uh, a, a really earnest discussion with Riel about her abilities and the you know the value of it, and then kind of is like, I'm gonna have to reprimand you, wink, like that. I loved. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like, she she's the cool teacher. Yes. <laughs> See, define cool because <laughs> any teacher that's slicing my neck, I, mm-hmm, we might not have the best relationship after, honestly. <laughs> When I saw that, I was like, you know what? I used to be so pressed to volunteer and, you know, in class and be seen and get that extra credit. I'm glad I'm out of college because I would never. Like, I was like, that's the first and last time I volunteer for anything because I, I did not see that coming. But when Rayelle put everybody to sleep, I was like, you know what? Everybody keeps poking this bear. Everybody keeps poking mm-hmm. her. Every episode, they keep trying her. And every time she, you know, proves that, like, she's not one to be played with, I don't know. They're going to be need, need something, like, more than being put to sleep to realize, like, you need to stop poking Rael because she's not the one or the two. And they keep trying her. And I don't mm-hmm. understand. And if Rael won't handle it, here come Abigail ready to beat you behind. Here come Tally yeah. ready to just yell in your face. I just don't. This is not a unit that you should mess with. And I feel like if we're in episode, like, what, seven, six? Yep. You should know uh, that by now. It's a magic number. You should know that by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you should know not to mess with them. And so, I mean, I'm sure Abigail wasn't expecting to drop, but <laughs> it was a lesson I'll say that needed I, to be taught. Mm-hmm. When we came and, back from that break, I was... Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to want to add about, like, Rael's character. It's really dope to see, like, because she's a healer. And so you wouldn't expect, you know, to for her to be able to take down an entire class. Mm-hmm. And I find it really cool to see, like, the you know the two sides of of her powers that, that it's not just always like healing and caring for others she can also like really throw down yeah mm-hmm. she'll throw you down gunner you were gonna say yeah. something um no i i literally in watches i said oh man tally didn't get picked that's that and i said oh my god <laughs> can you uh, imagine my little only note was well thank goodness it wasn't tally um <laughs> And I said, oh, and Tori's comment, I was like, wow, I always was the one with the hand up first. Like, I'll volunteer. I'll be up in the front. I'll, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I would get. I would be that volunteer. I actually would have probably just like ran up there, but I'll do it. I'll volunteer. Like, I want to learn as much as possible. Look at my, my next And then you gone. 
But I, you know, she was I, sweet about it. But she brought, was like, but, you know, take a breath after after she nails in her throat. She was like, no, she said like, oh, oh, like, 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 therapist? Would you like to go to the therapist? The therapist is on the second door to the left. I said, oh, thank you. Thank you, because you just caused me so much trauma. Like, ma'am, I'm unenrolling. Send me home. <laughs> Drop it out. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, what's the word? Um, a dodger. I'm a dodger now. I'm out. I'm out. Like, but, you want to catch your breath. Like, we just ran track or something. You just slipped my Yeah, throat. everyone's going to do laps and you can just sit out for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been noticing throughout the series how more off, like each episode, more and more kids are raising their hand. Like when they first asked for a volunteer, it was like Abigail, you know, who mm-hmm. just wanted to really show herself. Uh, most of the other cadets didn't do that. And now like everyone was raising their hands and I'm like, that's not going to keep going that way. Everyone's no. going to go back to being like, I'll let, I'll let Bellwether do it I'm, first. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> um, so Tori, you mentioned that it, like, People can't really poke the bear anymore because her whole unit's got her back. And I feel like this this teacher has her back as well. I love seeing that people are now being very supportive of Riel. She came with a chip mm. on her shoulder and she was really rough around the edges, but everyone, I'm not going to say everyone has accepted her, but people understand her worth and respect her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. her unit being so knit with her now is just awesome to see. So that that's a mm-hmm. joy for me now in this point in the series. Yeah, yeah, and then really just seeing her like, sorry, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, seeing the three girls just really come together and like mm-hmm. look out for each other, you know, got each other's backs, yeah. and like that's such a good feeling, you know. That thing we can all relate to. It's like when like somebody, some boys got your backs or girls got my back. I'm just like, yeah, you don't yeah. mess with us. <laughs> Honestly, and just seeing how all of them have handled pain and still pushed through that to mm-hmm. perform in any of their courses, like none of them has skipped a beat so far. And they've all been through some traumatic things within this series. And literally no one has given up. No one has been late. You know, Rayelle used to be, she used to be a case with showing up to class <laughs> on time. But like everybody is really, everybody in the unit is really giving their all and pushing past their limits, even though they have every right to want to like take a day off or just kind of like not be on their A game. And we haven't seen them fall off yet. And I think that's just like admirable mm. about this unit, how they're able to get past that and kind of leave their personal feelings at the door in order to get what needs to be done, done. What did you think when Tally showed up, uh, or Tally, she's been there, when Garrett showed up in the presence of Tally? <laughs> yeah, Brian? I... No, whoever, somebody jump in. Gunner, tell me what you thought, because I was like, I have a thought. <laughs> I... We all know I'm the part of the biggest Craven Wood shipper on this panel. I was very excited. I said, okay, I know this show. I'm hopeful of the show. They cannot just make this whole thing fall apart. And it is supposed to be the bad relationship of this series. So they're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. And Tally, I, I loved how we talked about, I think, two episodes ago with Tally, of how she's so ever-present and so in her emotions and feelings that when something does go wrong, that she almost can't handle it. Like, it's just, like, it breaks her even that much more tremendously. And I think we saw now the opposite of that um, coin that when she wants to, she can just completely shut off her emotion and be like, hello, Garrett, it's nice to see you. But that didn't last long. And I'm very happy for that because I need her to make sure she gets past all that. We're not past her. She need to get hurt and get um, those problems. And I need them to work through this because they need to work out because you're my absolute favorite. And that is all. <laughs> Here's okay, my Brian. thing. Yes. <laughs> so love her. I obviously strip Craven Wood so hard. But I am not comfortable with her being a side piece. And I feel mm. like she's headed down that road because she is so strong. She is so powerful. So like she has so much to offer and she should not relegate herself to being a side piece. And that's what I feel about this. Like, love me some Kai Bradbury, love Garrett Cravenwood. But this is, Garrett, 
Buttonwood and Cravenwood, but it's not it for her to be a side piece. If it ends in Garrett, like, you know, leaving his wife and giving this amazing um, romantic gesture, like, yes, I'm here for it. But if he strings Tally along, continues to make her a side piece, I am not here for it. That's a really good observation because I'm on Gunner's team and that, like, I want mm -hmm. to see them together. Yeah. And, like, the contract hasn't begun yet. So he's not. Mm -hmm. This is. I mean, I don't know how monogamy and cheating and all that stuff works in this universe. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he's not like breaking contract by making out with her before he officially gets married. And it's a five year But he's engaged. Uh, he is yes, engaged, Kevin Allen. But it's, a, but it's a contract. It's not. He's, no, he's what is this is a contract. <laughs> it's a marriage contract and it's their binding ritual, whatever it is. I still get so lost with marriages and relationships. But that's like um, it's binding for five years. It's not, it's arranged and it's a military thing. It's my, arranged marriages. Back in the day, it still counted. And it's not, no, it's not military. It is still, I think for the most part, love. It's just also like a business thing. It's also a matter of like, okay, like, we're not gonna let you make guys be tied down too long. It's only five Tony, years. You can do what you right, want. Tony, that, but... Tony, you live there. You, you live in this world. <laughs> you have any insight on this, or my way out of line? Uh, I know. Uh, to be honest, I, uh, I, I don't know about like that aspect specifically. But what the binding is, if it's like love, or like you guys talking business or military, that I'm genuinely don't know. So okay. All right. Well, let me let me let me pose this at you then. Uh, so you're just walking into the base. You're you're a civilian uh, on the company. You're trying to figure out the cereal machine, and this girl <laughs> walks up to you. And granted, Abigail could be a bit of a flirt, but there, this one seems a little warmer than usual. Yeah, uh, <laughs> chemistry was like immediate. So mm -hmm. what I'll what like was going frosted flake? <laughs> yeah, what was going through Abigail's mm. mind there? <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's and like. You know, where at Dillstrom, it's like a small sect in like the desert. You know, we don't, I mean, obviously like everybody mates, but you know, you don't get, first of all, he's on a campus full of women and he's just like, well, what's going on? The cereal machine, what, like, how do you work this? Like very overwhelmed, you know? And um, yeah, and she comes in and like strong presence and got like her cute look and, you know, so you, she pulls you in quick you know you try to avoid yes. it a little bit but it's like <laughs> you know when it's like right there at your door you can't do much i don't blame you mm -hmm. i mean as a, <laughs> as a viewer i saw it i felt it uh she she abigail's always been kind of like i don't want to say promiscuous but she's been very flirtatious and open about uh having uh flirty relationships with other guys mm -hmm. i feel like the whole team's dynamic has completely changed or at least the dynamic between the men and the women just feels different um mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm saying that mostly because of the added gale thing something about it seems way more genuine she seems like genuinely interested in you as a person mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. as a makeup piece or a 10 minute moment mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. you guys spent a lot like you, the characters spend a lot of time in each other's presence they you know uh, uh you want me to stay with you now it's gonna take a while come find me like mm -hmm. they're they're bouncing mm -hmm. around the campus a lot mm -hmm. and they've yeah. gone through they've gone through a lot i mean in terms of yeah i mean it's interesting because they're seeing each other or she's seeing him in a you know difficult position but then also so that brings to like that emotional connection but then also you know when they're they're walking and like as a deal you know i'm not afraid to call her out 
-hmm. And I think, you know, whenever someone's like really proud and, or, you know, really grounded in, in what they believe and someone challenges that sometimes that can be really exciting, you know, as opposed to, to people just submitting to, you know, submitting to you and being like, yeah, okay, whatever you say is, is, you know, the law or, or, or whatnot, or is that, is an absolute. And, and Adele's like, yo, what you do, what you take pride in, like, it messes people's lives. Yeah. I was very much so relieved Adil said half the things he said to her. Like mm-hmm. I wrote down I wrote down a note and then I would scratch it off. I was like, okay, good. He told her. Yeah. <laughs> he would say I stuff have... about yeah, go ahead, Brian. I have two things on that. So one shout out to the chat. Um Hannah A has an amazing point. Um she said, I think Abigail loves that Adil doesn't seem to know who she is and what her last name means, which is so mm-hmm. interesting because mm. Abigail is so used to everybody, like you know, like you said, kind of like submitting to her or having to, to, you know, listen to her last name as a bellwether, but he's so new and he's so different and he's so like mysterious that she's probably so involved. And my second thing is she is obviously into you because she dropped all her hoes for you, like right there and then, you know, so <laughs> um, that's, that's what I think on that. So I was like, she here totally for it. <laughs> Very, that's a really good point you made because all training session, everyone kept mentioning like, oh, the bellwethers get away with whatever they want. Oh, it must be nice to hire the bellwether unit, have them back you up. And I mean, Abigail backs up her name because she says the tree vine or whatever that was, was like backup. <laughs> but she does really appreciate that. And I was worried that this was almost a bit of a rebound from the pain she felt in the wedding. I thought this re- it was more just like, okay, it's a comfort thing, but you kept seeing the challenge that Adil's character gave to her. And how much she kept trying to find you. It wasn't just a momentary thing. And I was like, okay. And also how much she, how, in the words of Brian, dropped her side hose for you so very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like Brian said earlier, but uh, you don't want Tally to be in nobody's side person. I think yes. uh, as a deal, you know, I, <laughs> I relate to that. You know, I don't want to be nobody's like second or third. Um, yes. So. <laughs> So I, I want to shout out to you, your lines and your delivery of those lines when she mm-hmm. was talking about, uh, like, I was like, Abby, crushing enemies isn't hot. Like, that's not an attractive thing. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> there was something like, yeah, and there was like about uh, the arrogance. And you were like, you're one to talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that made me so, that just, that was cathartic for me. Because the stuff she was saying, it was like, do you have any idea how you sound right now? And mm-hmm. Adil became oh. easily my new favorite character when he was like, no, you're not, you can't have that perspective. And let me tell you why. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, cool. I agree. And I think a lot of times, and uh, you know, it's like when love comes into your life, it'll really challenge you and like challenge your thoughts. And like you were saying, like beforehand, because of her name, nobody's calling her out, you know, for, also for her perspective or also if, if the war, you know, joining in the army is, all is it 100% good you know for the world but then Adil's like no it's not and like look at it from my perspective and she's you know and and I think that's what love does you know if it was some like random guy she would be like okay whatever but when there's that special connection it's like damn I gotta consider this person's perspective as well yeah it wasn't even just the big concepts of like war and violence that you you said uh, or Adil said like these spells you guys do, like it messes with the weather and thus mm-hmm. the crops, mm-hmm. and like there's consequences to actions. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't in a vacuum. And mm-hmm. as a fan of the world building of this series, that was that's something that I was like, oh my god, I can't. I'm ashamed I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a 
so the whole team uh, gets together to help Adil and, and his sister with her ailment. Uh, Abigail runs back to the base and opens with, hey, you're reckless and dangerous rather than we need your special gifts. <laughs> like, so this is, I mean, not, again, you're picking the wrong words, Abigail, to get your point across. Um, but so they recruit Rayel and Tony displays his magical ability in, in uh, sorry, it's Tony. Yeah. Adil displays his ability of like being invisible or moving through time. Like what, what, is, what is that? Mm -hmm. It's uh Oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, invisibility. And I don't know if you remember at the beginning of episode six as well. That's how Adil is introduced. And that's mm -hmm. so he's got the power to be invisible and then also make others around him who's in, who he's in contact with to be invisible. I, so hence I that moment. Sorry? I, episode six, I totally missed that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so, did not see it. Um, the introduction of, of uh, when he comes in, he's carrying his sister and they're both yeah. invisible and they both appear. Mm -hmm. And then also in that last episode, um, <sighs> when he carries her, and then also, you know, when he, when he's, uh, when he kisses Abigail. No, and I, both by that point, I figured it out. Okay, <laughs> cool. Or less. I was like, yeah, no one can see him. Like, because uh, Tally was able to see him. Mm -hmm. And he, that, that line of like, how did, how did you see me? Like, I, I thought I she was able was to like, there. sense him. Yes. Because even though he was invisible, like they were in the grass, and I think she mm -hmm. saw the grass moving, and like you can kind of see, okay, this is giving me footprint vibes on the ground. What is this? And I don't like I didn't really know if she could see him, but more so like just kind of pay attention to her surroundings yeah. and just say like something is moving and I can't see it. See, I think it was a matter of because we learned that she. I think Tally's the one that we most definitely do not know the potential of her powers and what's to come with hers. I mm -hmm. like Abigail is the natural born and the like gifted rail no shows she's never had the a chance to show off and train and train and at tally is the one who like has no kind of clue just like i'm a witch but i don't really know what that means when that's possible of and i think she has a lot of sight based abilities and seeing beyond just what the eyeballs see and what we see on this plane i think she can even like see the magic itself you actually brought okay, up Gunner. something. Oh, in one yeah. of the other episodes, the Beltane <laughs> episode, like mm -hmm. when the guys yep. first yep. came, they were doing that like sight horse mm -hmm. thing. And it was like, she was able to do it so well because like of all the male energy. And right before she goes to help, didn't she like just hook up with Garrett right before that? So she was probably like, oh, okay, oh, like, oh so you oh, just put it, you just gave me something good to put vibe together. Good vibes, Oh, Rael, got a power charge, just like Abigail yeah. did. Back in the she got a little she quick pops, literally. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys figured it out. Like we can skip predictions. Like you cracked the code here. Wow, I think breaking news for the land fans we figured it out <laughs> yeah right good job Tony essentially all right yeah. uh well let's focus on Rael's power uh she is a healer she has this different method about it the Christopagan thing which I think is super cool that there are different sects of magic uh there's mm -hmm. different biases and forms of witchcraft that's just really interesting to me and it proves to be the most effective and I wasn't surprised by this because I thought the ailment that Kalita had looked super demonic. What'd you guys think? <laughs> mm -hmm. I yeah, mm -mm. it just looked wrong. It I just uh, it was making me nervous, and it still <laughs> makes me nervous. Like 
it it looked it obviously looked like some sort of illness like they got that nail pack you know it looked real scary um real <laughs> she might not make it but um I was really nervous when Raelle was going to heal her because I knew from previous episodes that she takes on whatever it is in some form like even even before she said it I knew that was true because of previous episodes and when it didn't like go to her I said oh girl I thought it went into the ground and I was like okay the ground is yes. like, older so is she gonna drop dead because it mm. went the opposite way it did not go to Rayelle they out. said that question like where did it go and I'm like you guys need yes. to figure that out it's <laughs> back said, inside her when you don't follow That's... instructions that's why you don't follow through. No, so that was not the biggest thing because I, I got really offended and very, like, I felt very attached when Treefin or whatever her name was, like, called about, like, Christian paying home. And I said, do not disrespect um, Rael's religion or whatever her beliefs are. Because I thought that was a very interesting aspect to add in witchcraft and Christianity and, or any kind of, like, religion and this into the ad lot that mix and just, like, show that diversification of, like, viewpoints. And then also proving um, it's stronger than whatever you're doing. So you just got put to sleep, ma'am. Bye. Um, right. And... It got rid of that demon webbing thing. But thank you, Tori, because I said it went in the ground. Y'all, where'd it go? And I'm thinking my theory right now is that it's some kind of like creature and it's set free. It was like being a person and now it's set free and we gotta go find that thing because nobody followed through. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought it went back inside oh. her because she still acted weird. So I thought she it did. like it's instead of mm. like like you know on being her outside of her body like it was kind of more surface level now it's mm. like really like one million percent inside of her and she's like gone so i was like scared for that um real quick though i just want to shout out the chat again because mm -hmm. i has a great mm -hmm. question for tony about um you know just this little scene so he wants to know what it was like working with kalita your little sister and um you know just the whole uh dynamic within the two of you oh yeah kalita uh so her name's kylie but working with kalita was amazing and um right from day one like we really clicked and i'm really excited actually to share you know what comes in the rest of the series and and like we, i really felt like she was my little sister on so many cool. aspects and like in between takes we'd, we'd like play and we'd talk uh and she's a fantastic actress and so like so generous and so open so it was uh she's uh she's a little gem for sure mm -hmm. <laughs> love her <Yeah. laughs> Well, I feel a little differently only because as the show continued, like every scene with her, she was really rooting me out. Mm -hmm. She, in my opinion, didn't mm. behave like a little girl. And mm. the way that she talked to people, the language she used, uh, her tone mm. was, I was like, is she possessed? <laughs> and then I, she has this one-on-one -on -one with Alder. So yeah, Gunner, what'd you feel? I, See, I, I don't remember, was it when we were interviewing Kai or was, I don't remember, I saw it was in the After the Storm topic about the uh, Hague uh, meeting the panel, the other world leaders discussing how one of them was supposed to be a younger, like childlike because of the different age, ages they appear. Mm. And, since, and I think that Adele and his sister, either the sister is a little bit more older than she seems. And it's kind of like a, like a Dumbledore thing. Like, oh, I'm like 3000 years old. Like, and she is, oh, I'm like, like 47 but i look like i'm 12 type thing yeah, yeah or, she, or she's possessed or she's possessed or she's possessed whatever it is one of the two i mean she's very powerful sure. and yes. and it's, it's one one thing to have the maturity and her language and demeanor but the power that it was exuding from her and the scene where she's making all the crops die she's taking out all her and all her biddies at the same time mm -hmm. like that shows life experience Mm -hmm. So you might be onto something there. Uh, Brian, did you have a different perspective on that? 
Um, huh. No, I do think that she creeped me out too. <laughs> um, she's okay. obviously an amazingly talented actress because she was yeah. scaring me. Um, of course, the chat is screaming about the little mushroom wall. We have to talk about that, of course, that mm -hmm. big thing where the black one inside. So I'm sure we're going to get to that because that was very scary. And that's probably where it all went. Um, and maybe Toria Wright and Audrey's oh, going right. to be dead next episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they cut off Bye. that mushroom and found black goo inside and the black goo outside mm -hmm. of it. I, I, I was not going to bring it up because I don't understand it. Like, Same. <laughs> yeah. But if you guys have theories, I would love to hear it. And so would the chat. Like and we love our fans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have like a couple because this is like a lot going on. So Gunner, I do agree. She might be like a older leader and like a younger body or whatever, however that stuff works. And then I was thinking maybe because I mean, growing up can come with age, but growing up can also come with like life experience experiences and I was thinking that maybe she's just so mature because she's had to like experience a lot of life I mean we clearly see that they have a different perspective on the world than the people at Fort Salem so maybe they've just seen like you know just like famine and just things not going well based off these things and maybe she's just like listen I might be 12 but I've seen a lot okay and so I'm thinking maybe they're there to like weaken Alder like that's their plan the whole time is to come seeking help but to also like weaken this this army because they're you know they're uh ruining the rest of the world even though they're trying their best i believe they're trying their best but like um adele said it has its consequences and i think like we haven't really been able to see alder really waver her beliefs in any of these episodes no matter who comes to her she's just kind of like well this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it but i think she met her match with the younger sister and maybe she's the person that's going to get her to realize like you can still try to save the world or whatever, but you need to realize the effects that it has on other people. Like the world does not just revolve around you or America, even though, you know, in, in the world, real world, we see that people think it, that it does as well. So I think that's the feel. And it's like, it sucks because I don't trust Alder. I never have. But at the same time, we know that she's connected to the base in some sort of way. Like when things happen to her, the nature starts you know, getting old too. So I was thinking maybe because, you know, the little sister had gotten to her and weakened her a little bit that now like the the earth around them is going to start deteriorating. So it's like, I don't really want her around. But at the same time, if she's not around, we don't have nowhere to stay. <laughs> that's a really good point because mm -hmm. yeah, they have mm -hmm. demonstrated that before and that's probably what we're seeing now. Uh, you have brought up a really cool theory about uh, Adil and Kalita being older people who are kind of, they both have a lot more life experience and are just fading their age and have brought in to make an alder. But I was watching Tony's face through the entirety of your theory and he didn't give me any clues. Tony? I know. He's oh, you're like, girl, that's on that? Or? Well, I think you, I mean, what I could say is. Um, you don't have, you don't without, have to say. No, 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 no. It's no, really say, interesting say. to like, to like hear these perspectives, but then also to, um, to consider, you know, like if they're from Tarim sect, a Tarim sect, which is, you know, like Eastern, North, northwestern china um the idea of like culturally they're also very different you know like mm -hmm. even if you consider uh, i don't know if you know much about eastern philosophies or eastern cultures you know like like buddhism or uh all these aspects and you know when like the young buddha came and like, this idea of the the, the concept of reset uh reset uh, reincarnation or resurrection yeah reincarnation yeah. i was gonna say resurrection but that's a different thing um yeah. these things also to consider that culturally that you know they don't necessarily operate the same as we do in the western world um and we did hear from one of your castmates that there are different 
varieties or tactics with magic. So I shouldn't be surprised to hear there are different philosophies and like sources of power and stuff. This is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, definitely. If you want to keep elaborating, I'm all about this stuff. Please do. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to say too much. Okay. You know, <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah, I think in that realm, or at least you know, for for myself, because um, what's gonna what you'll see is what you'll see. But then also, like personally, as as a character, and like my thoughts on it, and what I wanted to bring to to the table is this idea of also, uh, yeah, that life experience comes differently, also culturally. And this idea of like when you're really in touch with nature mm-hmm. um, and your life is directly connected to it, like uh, like for me, Adil and Kalita, um, it's a very different approach to aging and to yeah. what you what you would even consider, you know, experience, life experience. Okay. I love that. I, I mean, you got me so excited for the episodes to come. Uh, and we do know that there are differing perspectives than Alder and the U.S. military. Not mm-hmm. only because uh, the witch father shows up and tells her like, hey, there are people who kind of want to disband the army and take power away from us. Um, but also because they're interrogating Scylla, who is free, and she's <laughs> spitting out their ideology back at her. Uh, so let's, let's get to the topic we've all been kind of dancing around. <laughs> some I was very willing and powerful <laughs> interrogation. Like they were trying to break her apart mind body and soul from the yeah. mm-hmm. they were trying to shatter her sense of reality to throw her off her mm-hmm. game and then they just kept going until the point where they they kidnap Rael just to dangle her in front of Scylla and that's what breaks her, her finally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay right. I'm about to no, pop off I know you, you want to okay. when she was eating the glass yes girl also when what do you mean? I got, yes, no. I got a shout out my girl Anacostia. I was coming for her, but I am nine million, whatever percent on board with her. But the fact that she literally used Rael as that bait to get into her head to make her so vulnerable that she would open up her her brain and her mind like that, I was like, yes, queen. Where would Alder be without you? Because she literally ended her and everything she had. So I loved it. Anacostia, shout out to you, girl. She is going to lead the military. Hopefully in the episode 10, my prediction is going to be that she kills Alder and she's the new queen of the military. There we oh. go. I <laughs> No. Okay. I was so worried for that opinion, but thank you, Brian. I, Anacostia has my heart. Baddest of them all because when you are, when that's the enemy in there, you have a chance to break them in whatever kind of mind powers Anacostia has. You have to use those bandages. You've got to pull at them. And that's where it's, I might come off a little bit bad here, but like, you've got to break them to find out the information you need because this is war and this is the enemy and they're hurting your own and you're hurting your people. And if you have a chance to protect them, you've got to like toe at that line as far as possible. And I think using Rael, using the glass, like make them question, make, break them. You have to, to like get the information you need because Scylla is a diehard. She's a loyalist and she wasn't going to crack just because out of questioning. Well, she's not a diehard and she's not <laughs> the most loyalist because she, uh, Anacostia sensed a bit of guilt in her as a well. A bit. Come on. Let's not, let's not. I know. Don't give her too much high. credit. Tori, were you the one that was like, you got an ounce of compassion? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold up. Now, Tony, call her out. No. No. She's still, I, I know the comments are going to rip us apart because they think that I hate Scylla. And you're right. I do. But um, <laughs> I just, 
Like I'm, I have a little bit of compassion or not even compassion, just acknowledgement because, you know, Anacostia did reveal the fact that she had a little bit of doubt or regret or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You should have had regret when you stepped foot on this campus, but whatever. But I just still feel like, I still feel like it's warranted. I still feel like the interrogation is warranted. Like I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not about to sit here and be blinded by love and ignore the fact that she has been killing hella people since this whole series series started like you fall in love with one little girl and you think we just supposed to forgive and forget honey that <laughs> does not work that way so I was I was here for it I was like yes break her I did feel bad for Rayo because she girl throughout this whole episode it really looked like she didn't get any sleep like shout out to the makeup artist because they really committed to that look like she looked higher like I felt bad for this fictional character because I was like she's just going through it and so she's already dealing with that and then like although I like that they were breaking her it was kind of sad because like that's traumatizing to Rayelle like she doesn't know if sure. it's real she's throwing up the next morning Anacostia acting like she don't have a clue about what happened even though she was just oh, with her two hours ago like <laughs> Rayelle was going through enough so it was like sad to see that she had to be used in that process to break Scylla because I really don't have no beef with Rayelle at this point my beef is with Scylla so we <laughs> with her but mm-hmm. it was just like dang I guess, you know, a little collateral damage, but I really didn't want to see Rayo get hurt. I really didn't. <laughs> I would just collateral. like to remind our fans and Amalia that we think she's a wonderful person. <laughs> yeah. You we are really great. appreciated you her are coming great. on. <laughs> no, yeah. right. really you are great. I'm speaking on the character. <laughs> I'm speaking on the character. That's all. I know. I, love I Amalia. know. She's so sweet, but the character. No, we have beef. Got to go. Yeah. Well, so one thing I took away from the the mind meld, the flashbacks, is we don't really get anything about why Scylla is there. What made her want to join the spree, and like what her involvement was before and really even during. We just see her take the balloon that was handed to her, get in the car, mm-hmm. and go do that one mission. Um, we don't know how integral she has been after and I don't really know what she's like before I was actually amazed uh so this is Prophecy Anacostia that she got a clue from out of all that because I felt like aside from knowing that yes she is free we didn't get much yeah uh but but we'll see what the coming episodes happen um real quick we only have a little bit of time and Tony we appreciate your time so very very much and we want to get into a quick Q&A with you if that's totally fine yeah let's do it all right Gunnar do you have a question for Mr. Tony yeah, uh, Tony, I know, especially with your powers, being this invisibility and, like, going to, like, this other space with Abigail, what was the, like, practice and training that went into, like, because obviously you didn't just go into this orange little bubble thing, so, like, how did they prep you for what it was going to look like, and how did you prepare to, like, act like you're in this, like, almost, like, separate world and invisible to the rest of the world? Oh, you thought, so you're asking me kind of as an actor, then? Yeah, with the effects and everything. Okay, yeah. Um, well, because, you know, when you're acting, you're there in front of a big green screen. Um, and aside, you know, from the script that's describing kind of what's going on, it's a lot of it has to be your own imagination. Um, and because we didn't do that much discussing of what it was going to look like. They just said, okay, this is, you're surrounded. Um, and it was actually, originally, I think it was going to be a little bit different. Uh, what is it that thing, you know, that you look through and it's like a, kaleidoscope i think originally i thought it was gonna be more like that but okay. you know in, in my mind it was just this is like my special 
bubble and like that's so that's how it connected to it this idea of like this is my world and this is like a really intimate part of who i am you know these powers that we use as uh you know protection or yeah. not in the same way that they do in fort salem yeah. um and so for myself it was yeah imagining it's like bringing someone home in a, in a way mm-hmm. you know or showing part of you um that can be like really vulnerable so that's yeah yeah that's that thank you thank you um, Bryant, any questions from the fans Yes, actually. Um, so one fan wants to know, Ivan, shout out to you, Ivan, um, what it's like playing a male witch, you know, from an acting perspective, they're, they hardly have male witches on television. So um, what it's like playing that character and how did you kind of get into that mindset? Mm. Thanks for the question, Ivan and uh, Bryant. Um, well, first of all, like, and playing it, especially in this show, which is like a matriarchy, it's, uh, it's really, really interesting. And to, to first of all, also look at like, what are the different uses of witchcraft and because in motherland in fort salem they use it a specific way then me being a male witch from the Turim sect how is it that we use it and so yeah i dove into a lot of research too on like what what would be like actual witchcraft and then also i looked at um like energetic power like qigong and tai chi and like why what is it that these eastern practices do um and I got into, you know, once you start opening a book, uh-huh. uh, you go into like an encyclopedia of like real supernatural things, which is like mind blowing yeah. uh, things that I could get into, you know, another time. But it's um, also like what what is a sixth sense? I, I dove pretty hard into this thing called uh, morphic fields, which there's this one bio biologists who dove into what these animals have and like they're, how they're connected all connected in the, through these fields and how they can actually have a sixth sense of sensing like when someone is like you know like a mile away oh. but in pain and like and so for me it was connecting a lot um of like mixing what we know as humans and going into a lot of different avenues of magic or superpowers Love that. Thank you. I also just want to know, is Addie Gale forever? Because I'm here for it. And <laughs> I yes. want to see more. <laughs> um, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Yes. <laughs> um, well, before you. you dish any spoilers, we are unfortunately out of time. Uh, Tony, I, like, I could chat with you all night about this stuff. This is some amazing ideas uh, that you're bringing into this universe. And I, I love it. I love your approach cool. to your character. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. Um, absolutely. And if our fans want to keep in touch with you or ask more questions, because like, again, we could talk all night about this cool stuff. Where can they find you online? Yeah. So I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram. My handle is uh, T-K-G-I-R-O-U-X. So that's T-K-G-I-R-O-U. Uh, send, send me any questions you have. I'd be happy to answer them. Uh, or just to hear what you think of the show. Uh, Bryant, where can uh, fans find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Brian Santos, and on AfterBuzz TV's Quarantine with the Stars. Awesome, Tori. You already know the drill. You guys can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Toxic Model or on Twitter at Tori with two E's, and also check out some of our amazing articles that are on the AfterBuzz Black Hollywood Live um, sites. We have some great things over there, so definitely check those out. 
a check in every week just in case you do change the handle. Because Gunner did, Gunner, what are your new handles? <laughs> that is true. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Gunner Thomas. Um, I also have a couple of articles with our past stars like Jessica Sutton and Taylor Hickson. And you also can catch me on the Avatar, the last Airbender after show every Monday. Really? Right? Have to look at that. We've been talking about <laughs> Eastern philosophies and magic all night. I'm just down for that. Uh, I'm Kevin Allen. You guys can find me on Twitter at Kevin Allen says Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham, and we will talk next week. Until then, have a great night. Bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.